Welcome to Awaken Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual pot, I'm sorry, podcast from three girls, one joint, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. In the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, let's roll something and get the day started. What up, sluts? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another divine installation of the Divine Feminine Embodiment series with our special guest, Kaylee Kaiman. You know her, you love her, and you have been waiting for her to be back, and we are so fucking excited to be talking with her. Thank you, Kaylee, for honoring us with your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, of course. And today, Kaylee, Danny, and I are having a magical, horny talk about witches, sex magic, sexual liberation, all that stuff. So get your vibrators, get your weed. And settle in. So to start off, we're just going to have Kaylee kind of take the reins. Because while I do consider myself a witch, I just recently got a book about witchcraft. It's my first one. So I'm like, I'm just a baby witch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> baby I'm, witch. I'm still learning. I'm more like, de- I'm definitely an alien. Definitely a star seed. But which I'm still getting like comfortable with and learning about where I fit in in that community. So Kaylee, could you explain to us like, what is a witch? Absolutely. Um. First, I just want to say, like, I want to celebrate us for even talking about this right now. Okay, period. Because snaps for us. Like, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a little bit recently, this actually surprised me that this came up, but a little bit of my witch wound has been activated, like, before conversation, which is like, you know, all those years ago, women were literally burned alive (laughs) and killed or like being in their power so like the thought of talking about this openly like there's a little bit of that in all of our dna that still is there so like there's a little bit of that in there and i'm just really proud of us for being courageous and celebrating this and talking about it i'm glad you brought that up honestly because i was kind of thinking the same thing like oh my gosh the three of us all grew up catholic school white girls well kelsey wasn't catholic school but she was like um catholic i mean i did yeah you did the classes you did everything i was Um, confirmed she was confirmed (laughs) that's more than me bitch um but so it's just it's i think it's funny and like you said yeah like really brave of us to like be talking about that but that's why i was also so excited i was like this is so dope that like i don't know well first of all kelsey's in ohio right now so we're kind of all three of us ohio girls Look at us. Who started started off baby Catholics and are now witches. Just talking about <laughs> witching. What's so funny to me when I think about those times or like so interesting is like, I wonder what things they did that got them caught. You know what I mean? Like it probably wasn't anything crazy to like today's standards. Like, isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. Like the things that would get you burned at the stake were things that I probably do on a daily basis, like look at a crystal and be like, oh, what a pretty rock. I bet it can make me love deeper, like burned. Yeah, <laughs> like like dancing in nature right. or like connecting to animals or being a healer or using medicinal plants. Like all of these things were considered witchcraft, but it's just being with the elements. Right, and has so much benefit. Like how crazy is that, that like – and yet they didn't think like shooting each other and stabbing each other. Like, oh, those people are fine. Jeez. Yeah, it's crazy. So a witch is basically someone who's connected to the elements? Yeah, I would say like to me, witch is someone who is wise and honors the cycles of nature and is connected to 
mother earth and to all of the elements and really these, I mean, it can be anything you want it to be. Um, but at the, at its, in its most basic form, I think that's what it means to me. I think that's so funny. Cause like, I always, from what my understanding was like a witch was a Wiccan. Like I didn't realize how many different dialects of being a witch there are or how many different options are like, it's not a little box. It's not just flying on broomsticks, you know, like it's so much deeper. And like, like your, like your definition is so much more broad than I think so many people would put. And way more like beautiful and peaceful. You know what I mean? Right. And very like healing. It's not like, so a witch is someone who's going to hex a bitch and (laughs) ruin your life. Like, no. No, like the truth is right. They're just people who are connected. We might hex a bitch, but only if they deserve it. Yeah, depending on yeah. the day, but like- as long as you're not in the <laughs> satanic temple. Well, actually, <laughs> I, I thought they didn't believe in hexes. Well, yeah, okay. So the satanic temple, they can't harm other people. Like they don't believe in like causing harm to others. So correct. Okay, okay. Word. <laughs> My fault. Um, okay, so but we wanted to talk today about what it means like to be a sex witch and kind of work with sex magic and just w- what that kind of all encompasses. So then, what would you describe as a sex witch? Mmm. So juicy. I love it. Um, (laughs) A sex witch to me is someone who is very deeply connected to their sacral chakra energy and uses that as their primary source of power to create magic in the world. And if you're unfamiliar, there are seven main chakra centers of the body, main energy centers. And The sacral chakra is the second chakra from the bottom, and it's right below your navel. And every chakra has its own texture, its own energy, and the sacral chakra is all about creation and passion and sensuality, sexuality, um, creativity. So a sex witch is someone who is deeply connected to this energy and uses that energy to create magic in the world. I'm so glad you explained that not only the chakras, but also right. Like that the sacral sacral chakra is the one that witches typically sex, witches typically like connect to, because I think a lot of people kind of skip the bottom chakras. Like they want to head right to like, you know, like the throat, the crown, the third eye. And like, they think that, I think it's kind of, common a common misconception I know when I first started learning about it like I was like oh yeah these are the elite ones like these are what I want to be I want to be seeing the future and all this stuff and that but like there is just as much power in your grounding and in your sacral in your root than there as there is in your crown like they're all so important in such different ways absolutely yeah the the root chakra and the sacral the bottom two and even solar plexus <laughs> I think as well they're more in the body, yeah. The, the more the ones that are more connected to us as Earthlings, and sometimes, like in the spiritual community, we like don't think the body is important. Yes, I was about, want- that's what I was like. I don't know why. For some reason, when I first started my journey, I thought like my lower chakras were like okay. Well, these are just earthly matters. These are just like right. yeah. Like I'm trying to get to like yeah, my upper chakras, like what Kelsey was saying. But you're right. They they're still so important because we're here having an earth experience. If we were just simply the spiritual matter, we wouldn't be here having an earth experience. Oh yeah. Our souls. I mean, I believe this. I believe our souls chose this human experience to have. 
because we get to feel the pleasure and the ecstasy and the pain and the heartbreak. Like we get to feel all of it. That's all about the body. I love it. I love the body and I love loving my body. Um, And I feel like we were talking yesterday when we were organizing this episode about like, right, it's that sexual energy that kind of is what what does this that comes from your sacral chakra which is right also like your womb kind of like it's that area of like that create like I think of that as the most creative energy in the world is like and I think this probably is deeply connected to the fact that I've had a baby so like I like I'm like okay so that thing created a whole human so now I'm like fully on board with sex which I'm like that is Yes. No. Yep. You can totally tap into that power. Like yeah. even before we had this conversation, I'm like, yeah, no, your sacral chakra can't be fucked with. Like that thing, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's kind of amazing. So like how <laughs> did kind of your sex witch journey start? Like how did you discover this? Are you the only one that you know of? Like did you find a sex witch and then you were like, oh, this is cool. Like, hmm. Yeah, so I I felt my power, like the essence of my magic before I knew the term witch or okay. sex or even identified with that language. Mm-hmm. It was just like an experience of my own frequency that I felt. So from a very young age, I I was like a very sexual, sensual very curious little child. I think that's very natural too. Like I feel like people always like condemn that and it's like that makes no sense. Like sexuality is a part of every single human. Like there's and I, yeah. And at that age it's not like necessarily sexual if that makes sense. Like it's more right. just about feeling. Like it's like this is a different feeling and like I think that like, right. I think a lot of times we kind of discourage children from feeling that. And then I think that kind of leads to like, Shame. oh, so like, sex is like a scare. Right. Exactly. It, what's we the passed word? Out. Yeah, exactly. It, like domino oh, effects. Um, totally. So you were just a sexy little kid running no, around. No, no, no. You were not a sexy <laughs> kid. You were... <laughs> I thought I was. <laughs> All like, the little five-year-olds were like, damn, that Kaylee girl. <laughs> Oh my god! Something about yes. the way she says her ABCs just gets me. Oh, girl. Hmm. <laughs> oh, hilarious! But yeah, I think I was just really curious about sensation. Like, I started to feel pleasure in my body like very, very young, and started to realize like, oh, when I do this thing like it it feels really good and it kind of awakened parts of my body and then i started to step into my more of my sensual playful energy mm. like pretty young maybe like 11 12 and um i started to realize that when i was in my pleasure or like in this frequency it became really magnetic to other people. Okay. Like almost like a scary amount. Ooh. Um, yeah. And like I started to like notice that and kind of play with it. <laughs> <laughs> like I would notice it specifically. Like This is kind of wild. But with like my teachers, like some male teachers, I would kind of like 
put my sensual energy like focus out onto them just to see what would happen and like it was like these were grown-ass men and like nothing ever happened obviously but I could tell energetically they were just like so drawn to me and that's how Kaylee Kaiman graduated high school (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) she's smart too yeah but But mostly it was just flirting with the men to get by Hey, she's resourceful. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started to kind of play with it in that way. And, you know, not just with, with those people, but, you know, with strangers and like just energetically testing the waters. Yeah. And then I remember having a conversation with my mom about this. Okay. Um, and she actually brought it up. How old were oh, you okay. when she brought it up? How old was I? Maybe like 12. Period. Oh, okay, so pretty young. Yeah, pretty young. <laughs> For your mom to be having a conversation about sex witching with you. Well, she would never use this term. Oh, really? Okay. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something that I – a term that resonates with me now oh, that okay. I'm in this place. But at the time, my mom told me, she's like, listen, there is an energy – that the women in our family have. It's just something that we carry. Your grandma had it. I have it. You know, you're stepping into it. You know, I'm sure your sister will as well. Um, But she kind of explained to me, basically, it doesn't matter how I look, how old I am. Like, she said this to me. I could, when I turn on that, that energy, I could get any man that I want. Like so confidently and like she, we've talked about this today as I'm an adult and Uh like she still feels that way. Like sometimes when she doesn't even mean to turn it on, like it's on. (laughs) Um, It's just so dope. And I've come to realize that this energy is something, it's, I feel like it's divine feminine magnetism. And it's something that the women in my family are just hyper attuned to and are able to wield very well. Mm. I do think it's something that is available within everyone. Um, but you know, in this life we all have our own unique gifts. And I think that in for the women in my family, this is one of ours. That's really fucking cool. Also, I think it's cool that like you have a family lineage of it. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, it's so dope. And I kind of think it's cool that you have this lineage of the energy and yet you wouldn't you wouldn't all call it the same thing that you've all kind of made it your own thing like it's it's very specific to each of you yet it's a handed down thing from each I like that you also were talking about like the women in your family because I actually have a question about this can anybody be a witch like can men you know we were talking about our sacral chakra kind of our womb space like can can men and people who don't have uteruses and don't menstruate and stuff, can they tap into that energy the same way? I think that they they can, yes. They can tap into it for sure. You know, even people of all genders can connect to divine feminine energy. Right. And that's what I, I – that term really resonates with the feeling of this energy, mm-hmm. the sex witch power, the energy – feels to me like divine feminine magnetism and yes men people of all genders can tap into this frequency 
And it doesn't necessarily have to be through another person. Okay. Pers- like if they don't physically have a womb, they can – everybody in this earth has come from a womb. Right, right. So it's a part of all of us and okay. our, our earth is a mother. Right. So we can connect to her energy and feel the power of that. Oh, good. I I love that. I also was, um, so I bought a couple, about three actually, Sophie St. Thomas books about witchcraft. And so in the sex witch book that I was reading, um, she actually explains that any gender, all sexual orientations, everything like that um, can absolutely be a witch if that's what they want to call themselves. Some people are more comfortable calling themselves a warlock, but she said like, it's kind of all the same. It's just harnessing and embracing your power, which is something that as witches has been like, shamed upon us and policed for out like centuries and like when it comes to being a witch you're already being condemned for believing that you have power and that you can harness your own power and that you can be different and unique and like kind of move to the beat of your own drum so to speak so if you were to like limit that to certain people it takes away the whole essence and freedom of the craft okay according to the book (laughs) no but I like that because I I think like that all spirituality is accessible to everyone, no matter what, like if you can't, uh, if you can't afford things, if you'd live somewhere where there's certain things, like resources aren't available, like I think we all have the same ability to connect. But it's another thing that I feel like it's kind of a misconception in the spiritual world sometimes of like, who can be what or like, right. people put themselves into boxes, maybe more so than just like, what what other people are. But like, you know, so if there's anyone out there who maybe doesn't have uterus or something, you can be a witch still, we can all be witches. Yes. True. And you can call yourself whatever will, you want. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I think like everybody can tap into this frequency and use it in the most empowered way. I will say though, I think that women specifically carry the witch wound that we spoke of earlier. Okay. Um, like just I think because – I mean, it's not exclusive to women, but I think a little bit more so because women were the ones that were burned and killed and cast out from society for wielding this power. Mm-hmm. And we're also have been the wisdom keepers over time. Yeah. So it's, I think that that is a shadow that we carry with us as women in our, in our bodies and our, in our wounds. Um, but that being said, things that people carry we all carry right yeah because we're all one and that but that makes perfect sense though like and we we know um the way that like generational trauma works anyway and lives on within the body and within generations and generations right it's literally the same thing being burned at the stake has to be traumatic i would imagine (laughs) or or watching your mom be burned at the stake like exactly I just have to think. Or just some random lady. Yeah. Like having people I just burn think at a stake is traumatic. Like, gruesome murder might traumatize someone. Yeah. Probably. Just a yeah. little bit. Just, yeah, a touch. <laughs> but in a more um uplifting sense, you know, we're empowered witches now. What yes. does a typical yes. practice look like for you, Kaylee? Mm. So I basically find I find ways to connect to my pleasure and my liveness every day. And this looks different for me every day, but 
my basic through line is finding ways to honor my body, honor my pleasure, honor my desires, and make myself feel good. And one of the some of my favorite ways that yes, I do that. Us. Uh, <laughs> I love yoni steaming. It's one of my favorite practices. Um, and for those who don't know, yoni is the it's a Sanskrit word for like divine portal. Oh, okay. So it's another term for, you know, pussy or your womb space. And yoni steaming has so many benefits. Um, you know, physically it's good for wetness and, you know, just like overall skin health of your yoni area. And then energetically, um, I personally, I make my own herbs for the yoni steam. So I personally pick which herbs are going to serve my yoni best. And when I steam it, it clears the energy of my yoni and my space. Um, because, you know, when we're with different partners, like we carry their energy and also it just feels amazing. <laughs> it feels so nice. It's like, it's like a warm hug or like, it's like ridiculous. a little steam. Chair. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And it's just like a little gift to myself. I'm like, okay, I can take 20 or 30 minutes out of my day to give this gift to my yoni because I treasure her and I value her. Yeah. What are some of your favorite herbs to use? And like, what do they do? Like if you could just get like two or three off the okay, top of your and head. Like, I- just for clarification, you're not putting the herbs in your yoni, right? No, no, no. Okay. I'm glad, glad you asked that. Yeah. So just a I sage just- bundle shoved up there. <laughs> just up there. No, don't do that. <laughs> um, so I have a Yoni steaming seat that I purchased from a company that's like electric. Um, But it's what it is basically is you pour some water into it and then you turn it on and it boils the water and creates steam through a seat. And I sit on a seat that has a hole in it. It kind of looks like a little toilet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I sit over top of the steam that comes up. And I make a little tea bag of herbs to put in the bottom water. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's like the herbs are coming through with that the steam. That makes much more sense. Yes. And what I was and, um, <laughs> I'm glad you yeah. said that. <laughs> um, but my favorite – so I, I do kind of like the same bundle every day. So I do – I use dried, dried okay. herbs, dried flowers. Um, calendula. Okay. Which is very good for your skin. And I use rose petals, which smell heavenly and are good for self-love. I use lavender, also smells amazing and is very relaxing. I use peppermint, which like awakens and enlivens the spirit of the yoni and is very energizing. I was and say, also that must tingle. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah. So good. Um, and then the last one I use is rosemary. I just started adding that in, um, just to regulate my menstrual cycle. Oh, it can signal your body basically that it's it's safe to have a menstrual cycle, and it's also clearing energetically. It's it's an amazing wow. Wow. as well. I didn't know that. Okay, rosemary. Yeah, <laughs> we love I have her. 
I have another steaming question. Do you do it in the beginning of the day or at the end of the day? I do it in the beginning of the day with my morning meditation. Okay. That sounds like the ultimate meditation. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> Truly. It's the best. Oh my gosh. Mind clear, pussy wet. That's awesome. <laughs> Ready to start my day. <laughs> that rhymes. I am a rapper. Um, okay, cool. So Yoni steaming. That's pretty cool. Do you have any other practices yeah. or is that like pretty much your go-to? Um, that's like my, that's a go-to for a nurturing energy practice. Um, other ways I love twerking and dancing. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I do that all the time. And then the amount of nasty ass people that comment and back and they're like, you're just doing that for attention. Not because you're trying to heal. I'm like, I'm sorry that you hate yourself. It's all men. It's always men. That are like they need to shake their ass too. Yeah, right. I'm like, you need to twerk more than anyone. <laughs> Truly, true. Yeah, Jesus, it's so it's healing. So healing. Like, shaking in general, like yeah. I'm sure you guys know this, but you know, in the wild, when like a gazelle is being chased by a lion or something, and it and it gets away, you'll see after that very traumatic experience, it'll just like shake its whole body like really profusely for a few minutes and then be done. I didn't know this until I had her, but after giving birth, humans shake. You oh. shake a lot. Like I, didn't I was know like any of this. I love that Kayla yeah. said I'm sure you guys know this. First of all, I don't know <laughs> shit about the wild. And I've never had a baby. So I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I was like having a seizure for a second because I was sitting there just like shaking and they were like, yeah, no, this happens because it's like a rush of hormones, right? You just had like a traumatic experience. You're like, I survived, I hope. Like, yeah, it's very weird, like uncontrollable. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's just a release of energy. You get shit flowing and instead of keeping it in and holding it in and letting it fester, you just like shake it off feels really good actually. Um, so I do that. And then I also have a self-pleasure practice that I do. Every oh, day. Yes. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> so it's, um, again, it's something that looks different. The flavor changes, but it's like a sex magic practice, like a pleasure, self-pleasure masturbation practice. Um, I started doing this every day to tell myself that my pleasure is worthy of taking time and space for. Um, Cause this was something that I was looking for in other partners. Uh-huh. Like I wanted, I really wanted my partner to take 30 plus minutes to arouse me before penetration. Like I deeply desired that connection, but then like I realized I wasn't giving that to myself. So I started doing that for myself every day, taking 20 or 30 minutes to like sensually touch my body or sometimes I give myself a little massage and sometimes I grab crystals and place them on my chakras as I lay down and just connect myself to turn on and make myself feel good with self-pleasure. I fucking love that. I think that's cool too because when I first started my spiritual journey, I remember hearing – and to be fair, I think I heard this mostly from men 
so that also could have been my mistake why was I only like following men in the beginning of my journey (laughs) um but I heard like a lot of men saying like oh you shouldn't like you should become energetically like celibate like you shouldn't self-pleasure you shouldn't like whatever because then you can use that energy for other things like you can like harness it in other ways but I've always really not vibed with that (laughs) like I like was always like I don't know maybe y'all just have a problem but like it's not a problem (laughs) for me it's it's an enjoyment for me Um, yeah every person is different yeah but I think it's cool too that it's like you know maybe one person perhaps it benefits them or maybe a group of people it really benefits them to um remain like sexually celibate even from themselves like even from self-pleasure um if that's and I know that's what like a lot of like monks do as well and that's kind of more where I had started my spiritual journey was like learning about Buddhism um but I that was always one thing where I was like uh I don't know it's it triggered a little bit of the Catholic guilt in me to feel like I wasn't Hmm. allowed to like experience pleasure touch myself so I love that you made a promise to like do that every day I'm like okay period like it's not bad (laughs) it makes life yummier too oh I bet (laughs) absolutely when I think too we don't talk enough about like sex magic is healing in a lot of ways yeah yes it's like I feel like people look at it as like it's this like kind of scary thing or it's this like um naughty kind of thing and there can be that aspect to it if for fun like (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like it's also like a very like wholesome like sex doesn't need to be naughty you know yeah and the in the negative naughty connotation not the spicy (laughs) connotation right the shameful naughty it doesn't have to (laughs) um but I you know, once you release the the shame around it, you know, sometimes that still comes up because we all have that cultural conditioning. But the the bliss that you feel after a state of peak pleasure or orgasm is like the purest and most beautiful connected to God, goddess energy, I think that there is. So like of course it's healing. Like when you give yourself that energy, like it just, it calms you. It releases energy from your system. It lets you feel good. There's nothing wrong with feeling good. It's Amen. Not Holy shit. There is nothing <laughs> wrong with feeling good. Yes. I was going to say, I, I mean, yes, I agree that some people like, right. Obviously there's people who are asexual and stuff and like, just don't enjoy physical pleasure but I've always thought of like the celibacy thing as a way at least the ways it's been taught to me now knowing where I am I'm like oh so they were just trying to get people to not realize their own power like Mm. I I, like think of it as that like that like that it's they didn't people didn't want us to do it because they didn't want us to know that we have that magic that we could then heal ourselves that we could then manifest with that we can do all of these crazy things just with our yonis like Mm -hmm. It's wild what can be attained by allowing that energy to flow. Yes. The the way that celibacy has been used, it's been used as a weapon for exactly what you're saying. Uh-huh. I, I do think that there are instances where it serves a purpose. Yes. I, I don't love the term celibacy just because of 
the way it's been used mm-hmm. in other negative ways. Um, like for me personally, I am I am in a self-love phase of my journey and I am not engaging sexually with any other partners at this time, very intentionally, not because, you know, I don't think I should or like I don't deserve it. No, it's it's purely because I want to cultivate self-love mm-hmm. and be a fully self-sourced woman in my own pleasure before I seek it with others. So at this time in my life, like celibacy in air quotes <laughs> is is serving me. And it's not in a negative way. And I think it's all relative. Like right. however you use it, if it's for your highest good, it, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be a shameful thing. I hella agree, honestly. Um, yeah. And not to be like TMI, but so when you're self-pleasuring, do you use any tools or toys? I personally, I've been on a journey. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> um, I would say I'm like an 80-20, like no vibrator, no tools at all. Most of the time I just use my own hands. Um, but 20% of the time, like I'll lean on a vibrator yeah. or like I'll call in a vibrator yeah. for <laughs> I am I am um, a vibrator girly. I am too. Yeah. I even like a vibrator when I'm having sex. Like I just love that stimulation. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It is great. Um, so let's talk about masturbating and manifesting a little bit. Oh, We've talked yeah. about this specifically on the podcast like so many times. We have whole episodes dedicated to this. So our audience basically knows what it is. They know like about it. Um, they know there's, you know, personal ways you can do it. They know exactly how I do it because I've given so many details in the past episodes. But um, I wanted to talk about is there like Kaylee, is there an example of a success story from your masturbation manifestation that you would like to tell us about anything that you've yeah received that you masturbated on absolutely um I think there's probably more things than I am even cognizant of (laughs) but (laughs) some honorable mentions would be the apartment that I'm living in right now amazing I remember yeah right I remember being in so I live in New York City now. Which is the most expensive city in the in our country, right? I think so. It's neither one or yeah, two. I was going to say, I know San Francisco was oh, up there for a while. Oh, San Francisco and then New York City. I think, yeah. But y'all are tied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's expensive yeah. as hell. And so I lived in New York in, in 2020 and then I moved back home to Cincinnati where I'm from. And then I was manifesting a way to get back to New York, uh, an apartment that would be like a dream. And something that would be within my budget. And so specifically, I was calling in an apartment in New York City that had plenty of space for less than a thousand a month, which sounds, sounds crazy. To- yes. <laughs> right. But every day, like I did my self-pleasure practice. I felt what it would feel like to be in that space. I got all my senses online of like it would feel like this. It would smell like this. Like I would see this every mm-hmm. day and this is how I'd be paying. And I got it. That's right. That's right fucking now. dope. I love that you're living in the place that you masturbated on. Right? Yeah. I feel even so more much. insane to masturbate in there now because you're like, oh, I made you. You created that world. <laughs> I 
I had not thought of it like that before, but I will. Yeah, it's like extra magical now. <laughs> well, we know what Kaylee's doing after this. <laughs> what have you ever, Kelsey, like, do you want to do an example of anything that you've successfully manifested through masturbation? Oh, hell yeah. Um, I would say my baby. Um, and I don't know that it was completely masturbation, though, because I will well, say it does take sex to make a baby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say there was definitely some partnered sex going on. Um, but I think uh, Phoebe was definitely like my first like all encompassed. And I didn't even know what at the time really like sex magic spell that I did and I created and I cultivated. And I think it's because like I started with healing through sex um, because I had had a miscarriage and that really like messed with my connection to the womb to all like really to my connection with all parts of me. I had to like go back to the basics. Um, and that's what I did. And like I, I literally like started I, Cole and I talked about it and we stopped having sex for a little bit because I was not enjoying it and I was doing it because I was like, oh my God, we have to have a baby. Like we have to make another one. We have to do this. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Actually, I think I need to not be touched. <laughs> and so we did that for a while. And then I slowly like reintroduced myself to myself. And I started that by like just taking a shower and kind of like you were saying, Kaylee, like just feeling like my arms and like other sensual spots, like, you know, like your inner thought, like genuinely just being like, okay, I like this. I don't like this. I like this. Um, and then through that, like, as I, I feel like as I healed my, my intuition would allow me to slowly like think more about having a baby again. And it would, it slowly came back into like something that I wanted. And then I realized like, I kind of think I, I was thinking about it yesterday after we had our conversation, I was thinking more about this and like, I do feel that I would, and I don't know if this is TMI, but like once Cole and I had reconnected and like, once we would have sex, like when he was about to come, <laughs> I would like, kind of like think like, okay, like not necessarily this is going to be my baby, but like, I would just like honor what that was and the potential of it, I guess is how I'd want to say it. Like I would more, I was more like, oh, okay, so I am receiving this. We are feeling our love and things can happen from this if they're ready. And like, you know, just gave up in the trust. And then eventually I had my little girl. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Stop, mm -hmm. guys. She is beautiful. Yeah, but she that is. story was too. Yes. <laughs> All right, Danny, tell us. Okay. Um. So basically, my job and like life right now, I sexually manifested. Um. I when we were living in Oakland, I just was not happy there. No offense to Oakland, you're really beautiful. Um. It wasn't you. It was just our Isaiah's job and the schedule we had and the apartment we had. It just wasn't going. It wasn't, it wasn't working. And I remember as soon as there was this opportunity for him to get a different job here in San Luis Obispo, we like looked it up immediately and I started visualizing because I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, this place looks like heaven. And then Google called it the happiest place in America. So then I started <laughs> masturbating on Isaiah getting accepted into the job, which I are, okay. He also played a role in that. He's a fucking nuclear engineer, so I got to give him his props. Like, he's a, he's brilliant. <laughs> his resume helped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he definitely did some of the elbow grease as well. Whatever the fuck I'm trying to say, I'm fried. But um, I was masturbating on that for so long. And I specifically wanted him to get this job, and I wanted us to get this specific apartment we're in. Now, mind you, I might have some regrets about the apartment now that I'm in it. But that's okay. I still got what I wanted. And it's still, it's still exactly what I like. It worked out perfectly. It's 
it's great for right now. It's great for temporary. But the biggest thing is I manifested my job with it. So I wanted him to get accepted to this job so that I also could get a, a job at Megan's Organic Market, which is the dispensary. It's female owned and it's a it's like a woman owned and also like queer, um, like hyper queer um, type of establishment. It's really fucking cool. And it's exactly what I wanted. We're incredibly ethical. We're a green company, certified green. So we don't carry any type of like disposable vapes or anything like that. We don't do any nicotine products. We only do like really nice flour. We don't carry any type of artificial flavoring or anything like that. Wow. Um, so like our shit's like the nicest that you can really get. And it's like quality, like super healing, super medicinal. And it's also like the first dispensary I've ever really been to where they're super fucking big. And I think Kelsey, because like, I don't really know your experience, Kaylee, um, but I know Kelsey, we've been to so many dispensaries across the country together. And yep. pretty much all of them are set up really shitty where it's like really cold. You walk in, everything's like sealed shut, like nailed behind a glass. Like there's hella security. Like you walk in, you have to like wait in line. Don't talk, can't pee, don't get out of line. And then you like go up to the counter and there's just like a list of like, hundreds of words that make no sense to you no pictures to go with it everyone's in a bad mood and they're like making you feel bad for buying drugs like like Damn. whereas where i work they're like okay if you're gonna work here you need to become like a cannabis specialist so you can educate people and like get you have to do trainings to be certified with like other companies we don't have to but it's like encouraged um and like i wanted the opportunity to do that yeah, I really I had been telling Kelsey since we started Awake and Bake that I would really like to become like more of a cannabis expert. Learn. I always I was telling you for years, bitch, I just want to be able to know about like terpenes because everybody makes me feel so stupid for not knowing about terpenes. And I just want to be able to talk <laughs> about cannabis with people. True story. And true story. Now I know about terpenes and I'm like, why was I tripping? Why was I tripping over terps? Um. <laughs> But so I'm really proud of the job that I have and I'm really proud of like my performance at the job that I have and how quickly I've like grown in my knowledge with cannabis because I kind of went into it like not knowing shit. Like I thought I knew stuff and then I started working there and I was like, oh, I didn't know anything and what I thought I knew was wrong. <laughs> so, you know, I used to go places and be like, we don't want anything that's like under 30% THC. Yeah, we're, we're dumb. We are just dumb. We don't know what we're saying. Nope. We didn't know no. then. We barely no. know now. Thank God you've taught me now so I can stop embarrassing myself. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm really proud about that. And then I joke and say that I cured my husband's cancer. But <laughs> when he was diagnosed with uh, testicular cancer, I pretty much every single day was masturbating and setting spells that he would be that he would get his surgery and that would be it done it would be a low like they would do the biopsy and realize it's it's not super strong it hasn't spread it hasn't you know like yeah. it's not going to type thing yeah. and that's what happened and he's been good since then i do also credit that to his incredible health um as a human he's a very healthy guy <laughs> but he i also am giving myself some credit because i was like on that shit oh i feel like you need to give yourself a lot of credit because you doing that allowed the energy to remain in that positive space like even though his body did it a lot you really did a lot I'm sure like you not well you doubting. were there for it Kelsey you right. were there for the, like the, all of that too like I did right. try, aside from that little slip where you had to take me to the hospital uh, I did try to be very positive the whole time honestly 
I'm shocked that we only had to go once because yeah, your husband had fucking cancer. Yeah, like I, know. We, like, I just feel like a lot of people. And then he got diagnosed <laughs> and then he started chemo the next month. And I was just like, okay. And I was unemployed. <laughs> and you kept, but like, and you kept your shit together. Like you were there for him. You were his rock. Like you, again, Danny, we don't think of you as a necessarily a caregiver. Period. But you took care of him after a surgery. Like, and I think that a lot of him being able to heal was you taking care of the energy while he just had to focus on the physical. Well, that makes sense. Pussy magic. Thank you, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's fucking awesome. Also, I guys were powerful. I want to point out Kelsey had a really good point the other day. Uh, we were talking about how like when she's ovulating versus when she's bleeding, like how the vibes of manifestation with masturbating oh, are completely. different. Well, and I think it's because like our connections different when at during different times of the month for those of us who menstruate and who go through those experiences and those hormonal changes. I think um, it definitely makes sense that that like, just like with the moons, you know, a full moon is when you're going to manifest. That's when you're going to be very grateful for all the things that you have. And like, that's the same time as like ovulation or I'm not lined up necessarily, but I mean the same uh, part of the cycle as like ovulation and manifestation. Right. and so like your body is releasing an egg along with like the surge of power from your womb. That's like, okay, I am ready to create, like I'm ready to hold a baby if that's what we're going to do. And so like that sh- rush of energy has got to be like, it's, I mean, you'd be stupid to say that it's not part of it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then when you're menstruating, just like with a new moon, you know, it's a great time to, um, you're connected in the way uh, where it's great to release anything that's holding you back, any negative energy and things like that. It's a good time to focus on that. Um, and I was again, thinking about it after our conversation. And I wonder if for people who don't have um, a menstrual cycle, I wonder if because typically that means that your hormonal cycle is a, is 24 hours long as opposed to a month long. I wonder if maybe it's more time of day where you have a better connection. And I, again, that's speculation. I'm not saying, but like, I think I would think that that'd be an interesting thing to look into more about. Like if like maybe for you, the morning you feel better about like releasing energy and then maybe in the evening is when you're feeling more like, um manifesting and stuff like that also i think um correct me if i'm wrong but i because i actually don't know much about the sun but the masculine energy goes with the sun um and the sun rises and well obviously the moon comes out no it doesn't actually no it doesn't so this makes sense the sun looks the same every day it wakes up it goes to sleep it still looks like the sun every day you know what i mean right the moon right looks okay. different throughout the month like so that would make sense like that they probably follow like yeah. a time of day like right so i, I wonder if... i was like oh wait but the moon still comes out every every day but he looks different she looks different <laughs> sorry moon sorry miss moon <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I, I just, that's like kind of my like theory about like, I, I think those of you who are witches, warlocks who don't have a menstrual cycle, I kind of think it might be more of a daily cycle. So I would suggest like, try feel like feeling around with different times of day and see like what feels best for you. And then oh. let me know if I'm right, because I love being Yeah, right. let her know if she's right, please. That would make her fucking life. We need, no, because if I'm, <laughs> if a man is listening or any masculine being is listening to Awake and Bake right now, first of all, thank you. We, yes. we understand that we often don't cater to you. <laughs> 4% now. We have 4% male. Oh my Woo-hoo. God. And we love yeah. all 4% of you. Exactly. So for those 4%, zero. you have a task. Go masturbate and then tell me what time of day you liked it the most. <laughs> well, I think what you're saying makes sense because from what I understand, hormonally as well, men 
get the same amount of hormones every single day. Right. Like they get testosterone every day, you know, that's their daily cycle. Right. And then for women, our hormones cycle. So in each, in the four different phases that we have, we get a certain, we get different amount of hormones. Right, right. So, and, and hormones fuel the energy that we have as well. So like physically, right. that's how that ties in, which makes total sense. Completely. And I think of hormone, like from all of my schooling, hormones are one of those things that I just never like understood kind of like a bacteria, no. you get it. Like it's a, a living thing. A hormone is such a little piece of magic. Like if you've never done mm -hmm. research into it, like these little tiny like juices that your body excretes are like, they do everything for everything runs on hormones. It's crazy. It's not so just a sexual, like there's literally hormones for every part of your body. It, I'm learning that right sense. now. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're like little magic beads. <laughs> I did want to touch on the difference between um, using like sex magic solo versus with a partner. So mm. I, like I said, I recently got a couple books. No, I need something. A couple. It's three. I got three, a Sophie few, Saint, a few Sophie, Sophie St. Thomas books and in the sex, Witch book, I just wanted to share this with you guys. Cause I thought it was so interesting. And for all of our sex, Witch listeners or people who are interested, um, I found this to be like really funny as well. So if you are having sex with someone, uh, and say like, Oh, I just realized too, in the notes, you guys, I put solo versus partner and I put the notes like switched. So the solo has the partner notes and the partner has the solo notes. Um, so that's hilarious. Um, just so y'all know, if you're having sex with a partner and they are like essentially a muggle, right? They don't believe in magic. They think you're crazy for being a witch, but they think you're hot. So like y'all are about to fuck. It's okay. Don't tell them that you're doing sex magic on them. And here's why your energy is like, what's hella important when you're casting any type of spell, right? When you're setting any type of intention, your energy matters so much. If you tell them and they don't believe it or they want to sabotage it, their energy can fuck up the spell just because it can block it a little bit. It's not going to be as strong, especially because if you're being penetrated as well, like those energies are absolutely meshing. Like there's no way for them not to. So just be careful with muggles. Okay. <laughs> don't tell them if you're going to set a spell. But if you're going to have sex with another witch, y'all better be setting spells and using your magic together. That would be insane, okay? Obviously, consent is key. But yes, the book did say the easiest and typically most effective way and best for energy protection is to do it solo. Okay. That's just my that take. But have you ever had sex with another witch, Kaylee? <laughs> yes, I have. And it was really magical. I... It's funny because at the time, I don't think that either one of us would have used the term witch on ourselves. This was years ago before we really stepped into our power fully. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we – the experience was really amazing. We – the part that was witchy wasn't even like the sex part necessarily, but um, the two of us were – I'll just get real with y'all, give y'all a little bit of the details. So um, we were both, you know, totally naked, fully vulnerable in our bodies and just sat um, cross-legged, like across from one another and put 
our hands on each other's, like each chakra point and breathed into each chakra together and eye gazed and just like felt the magic between us with like our breath and our attention. And we went through all the chakras all the way up the body and then we made love and it was like epic. (laughs) That sounds fucking epic. Yeah, it was amazing. And it's it's funny because we're both Reiki healers now. And like we've talked about that story. We're like, we were giving each other Reiki and like doing <laughs> magic before we even knew what we were That's doing. That's so cool though. That's so fucking dope. Are you guys yeah. still close? Yes, we are. Oh, so you guys should just do it again and now like really set some intention to it. Well, when you're done Let's- with your celibacy. Right. Yes. Then I want to see what can be created. Kelsey's like, I want a front row seat. I'm like, yeah, sign me up. This sounds amazing. For educational purposes. (laughs) I swear, I don't want to watch. Okay. (laughs) I do. I do. (laughs) It kind of reminds me a little bit of like tantric sex. Yes. Mm -hmm. I know Kelsey loves tantric sex. I do. I'm a big fan. I just think it's a very like – it, it again was very important for me on my healing journey after our miscarriage and like especially our journey as partners sexual partners because like sex is great we all love sex like not all hey some of you might not and that's totally fine those of us who are here talking right now we all love sex and like it is an incredible feeling feeling that pleasure but I think a lot of times we get caught up in the physical part of it. And so like, I think tantric is such a beautiful way to connect on a level that isn't penetrating. It's not, uh, it's not like invasive. You're still your own, fully your own, but you're just kind of, it's like a, like a handshake. You're just like slightly allowing someone in, but not inside. Um, And I've just found it to, yeah, be like a very healing thing process for me. And like, it's been very good to have a relationship to use it to cultivate a deeper intimacy than just a physical intimacy or like, you know, your day to day, it's intentional moment of like deep, yes. deep love. Um, and yeah. I think that the only time I felt as connected as I have through tantric sex has, sex has been when I've had sex on acid with him. And that was like, I literally watched our bodies become one and like the cosmos and like, it was insane. Uh, highly recommend if you like psychedelics to get, even if it's masturbation, I, I'm going to throw this in there. Uh, feel pleasure while enjoying yourself on a on a nice trip because things feel crazy oh period (laughs) i feel like kind of similarly to like tantric sex but not not exactly the same but like my husband and i have done this thing where like so full disclosure not sexy i have endometriosis (laughs) hot um and it hurts and it makes sex really painful so for like a really long time we can only do not a really long time, but for like longer than I was happy with, we can only do doggy. And that wasn't flying for me because sometimes I want some affection. Damn. Like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. And not just a slap on the ass. Right. Right. <laughs> and so we were like focused on just going really slow and not worrying about like doing this move or like looking, looking like at this angle. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't trying to worry about that. We were more just like, okay, we're going to go slow. Like we say in cannabis, start low, go slow. And like, and we were just like focused on like breathing a lot. And then through doing that and going very slow and like Isaiah would kind of just be able to kind of tune into my body and like what would feel good next and what wouldn't. Cause sometimes when we don't do that, you know, he'll put it in and 
dude's got a big old dick it hurts i have endometriosis everything hurts and so like sometimes he'll like make a move and it really fucking hurts not not in like the fun like oh it's deep like it's like take it out like uh I just found that sometimes when we weren't being super intentional with him, like the breath work and going very slow and not being focused so much on like throwing it back or how does this angle look, but focused more on like, how does it genuinely feel? First of all, feels better for both of us. I, I remember asking like, oh, but does that, is that like annoying for you? And he was like, not at all. Not at all. It's absolutely fine. It's great. No worries. Um, Good partner. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously like guys, if you have endometriosis, see a doctor, get it fixed. Right um but i'm just saying there you don't have to not fuck like you can find ways to still have pleasure and if you have a partner who is willing to like try that with you and go slow with you and be understanding of like your needs and your physical body's like boundaries i just think that's also like a really we i wouldn't call it like tantric or anything like that in isaiah um i would say isaiah is more buddhist like he's he tries to live like the buddha he studies buddhism mm -hmm. um but he loves that i'm a sex witch he is always like like and he'll say before we have sex like he'll be like are you casting a spell <laughs> i'm like not right now <laughs> he's not a muggle though so it's okay to tell him so he can yeah, right. he's he's an alien as fuck like he comes i won't get too far into it but um he's andromedan and he's amazing he's awesome he's an, he's an aquarius like me we're aliens for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> so definitely but yeah it's just it's very cool how like we could be very in tune with each other through like it starts off pretty much i feel like as breath work like yeah like once it's mm -hmm. once you're penetrating like then you're just really focused on like breathing with each other and then you can really yeah. kind of feel like and move with each other and move in ways that like will complement each other and i think that's so important that he's willing to be yeah like careful and like intentional with this because yeah. i feel like a lot of guys I shouldn't say that. A lot of people, again, get caught up in, like, strictly the physical. Or, like, yeah, or they think that it, you have to, like... Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, more times than not. Like, there's a time and place for that. But, like, if we're talking about, like, pleasure, pleasure, like, that's not going to do it for me. Yeah. Y'all, I had my old roommate. He used to, His room was above mine. And he brought a girl home one night. And, like, when I say it was literally, like, bah, 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 and all I could think, I was laying under them, and I was just, like, this poor girl and oh, i know no. he thinks he's killing it but no that is not i nope oh my favorite story is when kelsey's other roommate went to amsterdam <laughs> oh god same guy same guy oh this poor sweet i hope you don't listen to this i don't think you do um but this poor sweet masculine man uh went to amsterdam and it's legal there, prostitution. And so he had a night with one of the sex workers who that she was incredible at her job because he came home and he told me that he gave her the best night of her life. And I was like, oh, sweet boy, you sweet, sweet boy. She's just really good at what You're she like, does. She's literally a professional. Yeah. She is literally <laughs> a professional. And it's also not hard. World. Right. And it's not that hard to pretend like you, you're enjoying, like if, I think we've all had to have experiences where it's like, okay, I got to just turn it and on. Especially for someone and, like that, who like your old roommate, right. who is so unaware of like female pleasure um, or, so or his partner's pleasure. So egotistical. You could literally just be reacting to pain and they're like, yeah, uh, like they don't see a difference between pain and pleasure. You could be like, ow, 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 ow. Uh, uh. And they're just like, oh, I'm beating the pussy up. And you're like, right. literally, I, I think that was probably exactly his, but I just remember him telling me that. And I was like, don't, 
tell yeah, people don't this. Repeat this story he was like no no very- yeah i remember when you first told me i was crying like tears streaming down my face because like you said that he kept saying like um no like you should you should have heard her in there like she yep. she's never had dick like that before or whatever and we were both just like she is a professional this is her job like of course she's good at it uh, oh poor okay. hey i hope that boy heals absolutely sweetheart absolutely. misdirected yeah. <laughs> um yeah that's okay i'm obsessed with this i feel like this was such like a fun conversation about like sexual magic and witchcraft and pleasure and healing. I kind of want to mm-hmm. just leave our audience with like how I uh, just a few tips on how they could connect with their pleasure or tips to help cultivate a safe space for their own exploration. If they so choose to like dig deeper into this. Yes. Well, this energy, this, you know, everything that we're talking about, it exists within all of us. And Pleasure is our birthright. For it's for all of us. It's not just exclusive to a certain body type or a certain you know type of person. It's it's for all of us if we want it. And if this is totally new to you and something that you've never really thought about connecting to, you can start by taking a time to feel pleasure in your every day. And before you go instantly to like, I want to masturbate to like attract whatever, um, see if you can slow down and enjoy things throughout your day. Like when was the last time that you took a moment to smell a flower and feel the pleasure of that sweet scent? Or the last time you really savored something delicious or felt the warmth of the sun on your skin. Like there are so many ways that aren't necessarily sexual that you can let pleasure into your body. And it seems small, but doing that throughout the day signals to your body and to the universe, you know what? I'm actually – I'm worthy of feeling good. I it, – and it's good to feel good. Yes. <laughs> I deserve to feel pleasure and enjoy this life. And when you start to make that a habit, it it changes the way that you walk in life. You know? Yeah. It makes it more enjoyable and it also opens you up to receiving goodness so that when you move into a pleasure practice or sex magic – you're already online. You're like, I've been feeling good all day. I'm ready to take it. <laughs> Dude, that's actually so helpful. And I'm, I am working later today. And at first I was kind of like, oh, I don't really feel like it. Like, oh, I wish I could just like do the podcast all day and not have to like go in. Me earlier. It's my dream job. I love it. And I'm like, I don't want to go in. Um, but like, that's just because I'm being a little, I'm, I'm not ovulating. I'm about to start my period. Um, Mm. and so I'm just feeling a little like but as soon as you were saying like just take the time to enjoy like your day I was like okay period I'm about to go to work and like first of all I'm about to go to work and start playing with my sex magic and being like who can I get good tips from (laughs) who can I really (laughs) help though who can I really like serve today oh I love Mm -hmm. that the Mm -hmm. tips I were gonna give are 
a little more straightforward. My brain is like, okay, you want a tip number one? Like, <laughs> um, I, I love what you had to say, Kaylee. And then on a more just like, I don't know, for anyone who's like, sorry, I need one, two, three, four, five, start low, go slow. Like I said, um, that applies. I feel like Kaylee worded it really well, like uh, with just like starting out, like enjoying your day, focusing on pleasure, cultivating pleasure within yourself and like starting there obviously only go as far as you're com comfortable with. And then also I would practice embracing your own sexuality and being very comfortable with your sexuality and like how you are yeah. and who you are sexually. When you are very disconnected from yourself sexually, it can throw off this whole process. First of all, it's going to like just throw it off. You really need to be confident and comfortable with your body, with your womb space, with the way that you attract others, and also the way that you see yourself. Because when we have confidence issues, it's going to really affect like what we attract. We're not going to be able to attract like everything for our highest good if we don't see ourselves worthy of that. You know what I mean? And then lastly, I have a couple of resources. Uh, Sophie St. Thomas, I feel like I've talked about her and basically sucked her metaphorical dick this whole episode. But I bought three books, Sex Witch, Weed Witch, and Glamour Witch. Um, super good. And I started following her on Instagram and watching a bunch of her YouTube interviews. And I just highly recommend. Super informative. She lays out everything in a way that you can really understand, especially. Um, and it's not like overwhelming. And most importantly, I wanted to say this as well. They're queer friendly. And she focuses on that really heavily. Like that is something right out the gate. She says this book is for lgbtqia plus community and more like you this is absolutely Good. a safe space also awesome. luna saranova or luna the glam witch on instagram but youtube is luna saranova is actually how i found out about sophie st thomas and how i found out about being able to be a weed witch or a sex witch or anything like that so i would highly recommend you check out luna the glam witch or luna saranova on youtube and of course, Kaylee Kaiman. Kaylee, do you want to plug anything before we end? Like, do you want to shout out anything that you're working on? Um, give them your socials, et cetera. Yes, absolutely. So in the name of the divine feminine, uh, I am a multi-dimensional being. Yes, you are. With many, many different talents. I wear many hats, not just the witch hat. Um, so I am on Instagram, just my first and last name, Kaylee Kaiman. And uh, I have been working. I'm a, I'm a singer. I'm a performer. I work in musical theater. And I made a Christmas album this year. And my first single, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, is out now on all streaming platforms, Apple Music and Spotify and beyond. And the full album drops on Black Friday, and it's called Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I am so excited for this. I have literally <laughs> sent the, song, the single to every person I know. My mom wants to do a duet with Kaylee. My husband's, like, crushing on her, talking about how she's got pipes. Like, I, <laughs> I'm obsessed. Like, Kaylee, if you ever want to be a third for us, we're clearly very open oh to this. Oh, <laughs> my God. You thought you'd never ask. Also, I just want to point out, I'm a fucking Grinch. I am Scrooge as fuck. I just don't like Christmas music. I don't hate Christmas or anything like that. But the music, I just can't vibe with. I've played Kaylee's song at this point probably seven times um, because I just <laughs> fucking love your voice. I love the way that you sing it. I love the riffs you do in it. It's just a, right. you just are so beautiful in your presentation and delivery of it. It's fantastic. So even if you're a Scrooge like me, you're still going to fucking like it. It's not even that you're a Scrooge. A lot of Christmas music sucks. Yeah, and also 
it's not my style of music and yeah. so it's just not anything i would ever choose to listen to so because i don't like it i i'm like how could anyone else <laughs> i love that though thanks for saying that thank you for the love you guys oh my, oh my god you're sure. incredible right we're your biggest fans literally <laughs> biggest fans i again i'm obsessed the invitation is there how many times do i have to say this <laughs> now for the feeling I love you dearly cool. kaylee but um not me i'm i'm monogamous we're not doing that i love you deeply but i'm a jealous girl so <laughs> i respect um, it except oh my god before we end this though i was telling um my, my one of my best friends emily glott um we were on facetime last night and i was like venting about my situation um that i had been going through like prior and I was like, but it's okay, because like we're recording an episode tomorrow with Kaylee, and that's gonna be so much fun. And my Emily uh, went to high school with Kaylee, for those who don't know. And they weren't like in the same like grade even or like in the same friend group, but Emily has always been like her biggest fan. And Emily was like, Oh my god, please call me as soon as you're done so you can recite exactly what happened so I can feel like I was there. I was like, girl, just listen to the episode. I know she won't. I love her dearly, but I know she won't. So I was like, yes, I'll call you, bitch. <laughs> it was so funny. She was like, I always think about like swiping up on her story and calling her beautiful. And then I get scared. And I'm like, girl, I get it. I get it. <laughs> what? No. Oh, my gosh. She's the best. I we love adore her. you. And so does our adore. audience, honestly. You guys yes. were excited as fuck to get Kaylee back. So... We and listen. she'll be back again. Oh my gosh, we have so many more episodes planned to come. So don't even worry about that. Please go leave us a comment or like message us on Instagram if you listen to this episode and let us know what you think. You guys have been super good at doing that more recently and it's so helpful. Yeah. It really helps us, number one, know that like we're delivering what you want to hear. And then number two, you guys have also been like, hey, can you talk about this as well? And we love the suggestions. Yes. Which is why we had Kaylee come on to talk about sex witchery because we had so many people like, I could listen to Kaylee talk about everything. Like, I love her voice. I love everything she said. Oh my gosh, her vibe was so great. We had a couple people say that your voice through their um, phone like gave them chills and relaxed them throughout the episode you were on last time. Ugh. We're big fans. We can't suck your tit enough, basically. Nope. Oh, I love that. There's I not enough it. Kaylee Kyman in the world. I need more. No, literally. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank uh, you. We love, we love you. Thank you for uh, being here. Thank you so much for having me in your beautiful space. And thank you to all of your beautiful listeners. This has been wonderful. Love you guys. All righty, guys. Well, we will see you soon. And as always, stay high. Bye. Bye.